And that's one of the biggest things that I, 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 I've done since doing this work is ask myself, like, what do I actually need? How can I help myself? How can I help myself? It's that quote unquote selfish, being yeah. selfish, but you've got to be selfish to be able to give back. Yeah. And that's the thing with anything in life. Like yeah. you have to, again, there's nothing selfish about looking after yourself. Yeah. It's actually the most selfless thing you can do. Mm. Because if you're not selfish and looking after yourself, how can you help other people? You can't. You physically cannot help other people if you don't look after yourself. So therefore, not looking after yourself, that's selfish. Mm. Because you're doing it all for ego. Oh, I need to help. I need to help. Why do you need to help? Why do you need to help all these people at the detriment of yourself? Welcome to the Prime Life Project Podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and today I've got Mr. Mikey Markham back in the studio. This is now a studio. We've, I'm we've back. It. It's not an office, it's a studio. <laughs> we've How upgraded are we? without having to do anything. Exactly, just the lighting. We've, we've changed the lighting <laughs> position and now it's upgraded from a, an office to a studio. Mate, it feels proper now. I feel professional. I, I've, got, I've got a lot more things on the back of the wall now from behind you. Like, it's, I it's like I've this... got them in. I've got them in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah so I've got that's a few like in. behind the scenes things going on. <laughs> so how's life treating you? Do you know what? Really well, really, really good. For the last month, maybe a bit longer, I've been in the best position and trajectory I've ever been in with my life. And from what we're going to chat about today, there's a little bit of guilt attached to that, I suppose. That's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I'm in such a good position and I feel so good. But when I start talking about it, my mind always goes back to, yeah, but remember what's happening in the world. Remember what's going on in other countries and Mm -hmm. all this destruction. So there is a little bit of a guilt attached to how good I'm feeling at the Mm -hmm. minute. How, How are you feeling? All right. Yeah, that's you're, just, you're, we're, on the, we're on the same course, didn't we, Paul Cope? And obviously, yes. like we said at, at the time, like it kind of, there was, there was you and there's another person that came with us. Uh, and it kind of more so you, like blew your mind a little bit of some stuff. Like it connected a lot of dots for you, I feel. You, you've done a lot of courses, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, after your depression and where you'd been on, you attacked it head on and went down the courses and really trying to understand it. Whereas mine... I was trying to do a different learning. I was just going through experiences and meeting people and substances and lots of different things to try and work out what was going on. Um, And I think we've come to a cool point together, but that course was my next step and builder. And from that, I've implemented so much from it. So it was a missing piece of the jigsaw that was. What what, what things did you uh, implement? What kind of things, like what's the big take-homes did you implement? Just grabbing life by the horns and genuinely not people pleasing anymore is probably the biggest. What do you, that new saying, what do you actually want? The actually part is so integral in my life now because I've implemented loads of stuff of what sounded good and what I kind of wanted, but the kind of is too elusive. That actually is the power. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like people pretend like they say they want one thing, but it's not what they actually want. They're just sugarcoating it with other stuff on top of it. And it's like causes a whole host of issues. So that I can even link that with, do you know the um, Monday nights you've been coming to working with the kids and everything? I did want that because I want to give something to my community. I love what we're doing. And when I was at Paul's gig or Paul's conference, whatever, what we're calling it? Workshop. Workshop. Workshop's good. (laughs) Conference. (laughs) Sound all proper. Um, But when I was there, we had this sort of what don't you want moment. And as I'm writing all these things, I have a bit of an existential crisis of, well, maybe I'll just get rid of everything then. Has it all been based on a lie? And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't have to be so catastrophic and irrational. But what's causing you the misery? What aren't you enjoying about those certain sessions? And it's, it is the chaoticness. It is the not having the right structure. So all it needed was a little bit of tweaking and refining and building. Mm-hmm. And I found my happiness again. So instead of a rational Mikey that's always this side or that side, it was actually just come back to the drawing board write a few ideas out and go again. Mm-hmm. And we, we've got back to that stage. So I'm feeling in such a good space. Hopefully you see now, Joe, all stuff I talk about, hopefully now you see, it puts it more, because obviously, like, like I said, even like Paul referenced me on the, 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 the workshop, which is quite cool. Ooh. But a lot of stuff I talk about, the only reason I'm talking about it is because I've gone and done all this stuff beforehand. Yeah. So it's like, it's understanding that a lot of the stuff that I do is coming from that place of like, well, what do I actually want? 
Like what do I want? Like, yeah. like and, and that's why again got Katie now as the, the assistant because like I don't want to do this sort of stuff. I'm not good at it. So right, I want to focus on this good, good stuff. I then mean to pass that on. Mm. And again, even like the Mental Health Summit, we spoke about that the other day. Like, so if people aren't aware and don't follow me on social media, uh, the Mental Health Summit that we were talking about, I've actually postponed that because I've got some other stuff that's going on behind the scenes that really needs to give my attention and focus to. But again, that comes back to it. that like I couldn't give my full attention to it. Whereas before, I'd have just gone through it, gone through it, gone through it. And then afterwards, I've been like, ah, I wish I'd given more. But now I've had the awareness of being like, there's something else that needs my attention. There's there's more. Um, what's the word? Uh, there's more attached prominent. to that. Prominent, yeah, more prominent. And it, yeah. that and it totally means I can't give. I can't go fifty fifty. Yeah, and it's impossible to give a hundred percent to each. So I'm like, right, I need to focus on this. And again, for people that know about the mental health summit, like I had so much enthusiasm, and it's like my passion project. So for me to actually put that on the back burner for a little bit shows you how important this other project is. Uh, so again, you're hearing about that more about that in, 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 in a later date. But it's understanding with that, like the biggest thing for me, like you said there. Is I've done that work like what, what do I want? Yeah. What do I want? What don't I want? And then yeah. I had to then make that decision like, oh, damn, although I want to do this right now, that's not the right time to do that. So just again, just postpone it because it's going to come, but mm. something else has got to come before that. Does that make sense? It's it, like, oh, it's mate, just total. And then everything it, I talk about, and this, again, I think this is the difference where I said I have done the workshops and the courses and stuff like that to get that sort of understanding on a bit of a, uh, a, a more structured level. Whereas, yeah. as you said, you've done it through experience. Yeah. So it's the same sort of stuff, but you had a lot more dots. They needed connecting. And it was arbitrary. Yeah. It was trying to piece it together for your own understanding. But having those elders there, those ancient wisdoms, <laughs> them scrolls are really important manuals to go towards as well. And that's what I talk about as well, like, like having like lighthouses, like having people yes, actually guide you I through it. it. So I said, yeah. having that, that's one of my biggest things that I use all the time. Like people are lighthouses. People want to help people, like people like you, Paul, people like myself, like even you, like for whatever level we're at, like it's like climbing that mountain. So like when we climb, I'm climbing a mountain and I'm not at the top of the mountain. But I can look down and see people below me struggling, so I can help raise them up. But then equally, I'm looking up and there's people above me, they're helping me. So there's always people, there's always going to be people above you that you can look up to, to for help. And but looking at where you're at, what so, you've got. So many different lighthouses, you know. If somebody comes to me and asks about filmmaking or music or anything in that regard, I can point them in so many directions from then. So that's a, a real base value. But for me, if I was going for someone for mental health, um, advice you're now my first point of call because it's funny isn't it after being on that course and having this sort of realignment and rejigging of my mentality it's given me a lot more respect for you mm. and can remember we went recently for that school yeah and you did the assembly yeah. oh mate honestly every five minutes i was like bam Bam, bam. It was all just truth bombs hitting me every side. And I've, always, I've listened to you on a, a genuine level. I love doing these podcasts. But that just sort of took a, a an element off of me. Maybe it was a guard or whatever it was, a blockage. And now I listen to truths with a completely different ear. Because that's interesting because obviously like you said to me after that, you said that's the best one you've ever done. Yeah, yeah. And in my head... I. I didn't, think same... it was, I didn't think it was anything. If anything, like I said beforehand, I actually had a bit of an anxiety attack before I went on stage. Yeah. I, I was a bit like nervous about doing it for whatever reason, got inside my own head because it's most kids I've ever spoken in front of. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, you're like, it's the best one we've ever done. But I didn't see that at the time. I, I, I don't yeah. think it was bad, don't get me wrong. Like, I like my energy, like I could feel the energy, I could feel it was good, isn't the kids were engaged. But content wise, I was just like, it's just kind of what I've always done. But yeah. you were like, no, no, you've changed you, you, how you're presenting it, how you're coming across. And I hadn't even realized I'd done it. So that's really interesting that you'd actually, because I said you spend more time with anybody when it comes to content and what I put out. Mm. Obviously, the podcast, like whether it's me talking, again, off air, you hear me talking, you hear me talking when I'm doing schools, like you hear me talk more than most people. So for then you to be like, something's changed here yeah yes you, like your uh, awareness of it has changed so that's interesting like, have i actually changed or has your awareness of it just changed that's an interesting it, thing isn't it i think it's definitely shades it's that both yeah. of us have th there was something special about that day where i felt your energy if you were feeling really nervous and that was the most you spoke in front of there was a, a moment where you got into flow and you were just so on it I can't other describe it other than he's doing that now. Because then it's interesting because then we came back into that podcast. So the five reasons why uh, you're not seeing results, which yes. is the last episode. That was straight after that. And I got into the flow state again. Yeah. And I made you keep that part in where You'd I just got I, little, I, I, yeah. I completely went out, went out of flow. I was like, what the hell's going on here? But that's interesting. It, it sort of popped in my head there. So if we did the Paul Cope course, then straight from that, like five days later, I went and did an eight day intense course as well. Yeah. 
So I think the reason why I maybe potentially I was a little bit anxious by going to school was because I had all this information and I hadn't had a mental good mental health month that month. So mm. that was like February, like I, February, yeah, February start of March. Like I wasn't, I struggled a little bit. So I, I'd struggled a bit, then gone on the poor cope course, struggled a bit more, then gone on that eight day course. Mm. So I basically had essentially four weeks of intense learning, yeah. being broken down, basically realizing I don't know what I thought I knew kind of stuff. Like having it completely rebuilt up again. That was more on the eight day course than the poor one. Mm. And then having to deal with loads of personal stuff as well. Yeah. And then have to go speak into a school about mental health. Yeah. And I think that's page what it was. It was a bit like, I've got all this new information that's yeah. there to give. How do I piece this How together? Piece it together. A... And am I actually, this is bizarre, am I actually still able to do it? That's the bizarre thing. Like, yeah. am I actually still able to do it? But again, I was very transparent at the school because it's a school I've been to four weeks before, five weeks before. And I literally turned around to them, didn't I? And then said, listen, just so you know, like, I've literally had the worst mental health like day, actual one day, the worst mental health day I've had since. I was depressed yeah. since I last saw you guys. Mm. So I was like, all this I'm talking about, like it still happens and that's okay. And again, like Paul Cope says, like, it's, it's okay. And that's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. And that's, that's okay. such an empowering 100%. state. 100%. Like, do you mean, sometimes I fuck up, I'm not perfect and that's okay. That's okay. Like sometimes, mm. sometimes I have bad days and that's okay. And that's been a big thing for me of actually that acceptance of, because that was a big thing for me. That was a big reality check because obviously they had the poor course and then it was the, 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 the day between the poor course and the going away for the second course, that five days, that was when I had that, Bad things had all that emotional stuff from the poor course, yeah. Which again, I think emotionally, like again, we talk about like being the 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 um, uh, the guardian of the gate, like your mm. conscious brain, your subconscious. Like I think I was so emotionally drained from that course. Although I wasn't, um, what's the word? You would have taken a lot more information from that than I did, yeah. But for me, the nuggets I took were so profound, like just integral golden nuggets, integral, absolutely. So I think that was playing in my mind, which then was taking my consciousness away from like where it should have been protecting me and then I had all this other stuff coming on mm. and I think that's when it sort of hit me a bit because I wasn't fully aware my mind was elsewhere thinking about all this stuff I'd learned does that yeah. make sense complete and sense and then yeah. then from that I then had to give myself a spa day on the Thursday <laughs> so it's like I, for me to go away it's like I'm not in the headspace to go away for eight days and have my mind blown mm. which is essentially what it was like that was, in, that was so intense you've seen the course manual I had to do like the, the course manual was like this like <laughs> I'm not in the headspace I had to then basically just take a step back and like right relax, unwind, bam, then off we go again. And then that was also a massive unpicking of some stuff that I thought I knew mm. and I did know, but then taking it to another level and detaining other people's things on it. And that's the thing I talk about being teachable. That was a big thing for me. That's why I wanted to speak about that on that last podcast we did. Like I had to be so teachable then. Yeah. Like again, had that high willingness to learn and change because again, it's like, I've got such a good thing going on. Like I understand this mental health mindset stuff. I, I understand it, but I don't know everything. Mm. And there's things I don't know. And again, that, that, that thing about the most powerful questions are the ones you don't know the answers to. Like, there's so much of that out there. So again, it's, it's having that reality check of my ego as well. Mm. Going into this course and being like, yes, I know loads of stuff, but I'm paying a lot of money for this. So sit your ass back down. You know nothing. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's what, and that was, that's what it was. That was a big thing for me, which is why I needed to take that spa break. So what my ego, I was taking that batter in, wasn't in a place to be teachable. My ego is in the place of you need to actually prove that you've got some self worth here, mm. but that wasn't you. You can't go into a course like that. So I realised that. Like, I mean, going from that place like that for that fragility, and being like, right, actually, no, I can't go into a course which requires all my intelligence and stuff I know to really try and grasp hold of some stuff about consciousness and subconscious thinking. I know, like, to, to, thinking I've got to prove something to myself. Mm. So I then needed that evening away to basically get my ego back in check, and that was really profound for me to actually have that awareness of this is what I need to do. And that's that self-awareness. Yes. And I think it does segue nicely into this too, because yep. a lot of people I'm having conversations with at the minute are really suffering with that self-awareness of what do you need now yep. for your own solace, for your own sanity, for your happiness. Because what I was saying at the start of this podcast, I feel a little bit of shame attached or guilt attached towards not looking at the news anymore or seeing all the chaos going on. But I know also through my self-awareness, I can't deal with that at the minute. Mm -hmm. It's not doing anybody good. It's a lose-lose situation. Mm -hmm. So how did you get to that moment of being able to always check in with yourself, have that self-awareness of what you want? Is that, do you know when you do your journaling? Yeah. Or when you're writing stuff down, does it always come into play of, I need to do this in order to be able to do this? Mm. Like you had, right, I need to go to a spa for this. Mm. Was that a moment of just clarity or did you write that down to get to that moment? Um, so for me, one of the biggest things I talk about this again with, with my clients 
uh, on like the education video series, like that voice inside your head. Mm. The biggest, most profound thing for me was hearing the voice inside my head. Yeah. Because I never knew it was there. And do you want to talk in schools and talk about like how it used to be? I remember that voice being there since I was a young kid, just having a conversation with myself, but I thought it was me. It wasn't me. It's like the voice inside my head versus me. And again, the problem is when they get combined together, you don't you can't differentiate between the two. You think that voice is you and it's not. It's a it is your voice is coming back, but it's not. It's what it's saying is basically a construct of everything else, like all these different characters and all the things have been put there. There's loads of things that create this voice. So for me, the biggest thing was actually noticing when I'm not being me. So I'll get caught in conversations in my own head. And before, that'd be it. I'd be spiraling and be rattling down. But now I have this, I'm like, fucking hell. Like, and then I catch myself like, what am I doing? What's <laughs> I this conversation, what's this conversation I'm having? Love this like, what, What's this conversation I'm having? What, like, what, what is this? Where's, this? where's the truth in what I'm actually saying? Yeah. Who, who, where's this come from? Who said this? So that's the thing for me. It's like when it comes to the ego and that awareness, it's like, for example, the whole thing we're going to talk about today was like, what's going on right now? The whole fear and worry and stuff like that. Like I'll be watching the news because I like to just keep up to date with what's going on. But I notice that when I'm reading stuff, my voice will then start to catastrophize it. Mm. But I notice it. I'm like, what, what am I doing? And again, that, that course, one, that, that long one, it talks about language and the language that we use. So now I'm a lot more aware of the language that the news uses. And, so, and sometimes they say stuff, but they don't say anything in what they're saying. There's no substance in what they're saying. Phatic language, I yes, think they call it. Yes, basically they just go around. There's no, yeah. there's nothing. If you actually read what they're saying, actually read it at the actual facts. There is no facts. It's yeah. just they're using words that create a feeling. And I've started to be aware of that. And again, same in real life. Like, that's how politicians life. Yeah, have exactly. always conducted. Exactly. And that's what people don't realise. The politicians are very, very smart in this. Like linguistics. They are so, so smart in linguistics and how they talk and how they use language. They are very, very smart. They know what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. They're trained in it. They're trained in linguistics. We're not. And again, on the course, one of the biggest things with that is uh, they were saying was that you can tell what people's subconscious is really saying by understanding the linguistics people use. So the way that people write and what people say will tell you what their subconscious is thinking. Yeah. So although they might in their mind be be like having a guard up, they cannot help the words that they use because it's all subconscious. Like right now, I'm not consciously thinking of the words I'm using. I can't. I can't consciously think and talk at this pace. So my subconscious is talking to you. Yeah. So that means that the words, if you're trained in it, the words that you use or the words that you use back to me will get me in a certain state. Yes. So again, it can get you in a trance-like state. So again, when you hear politicians talk, they get you in a trance-like state because they're telling you a story with no real substance. Mm. So you go into a trance-like state. So you're not really paying attention. You're kind of are, kind of not really, but you're in a trance-like state. Mm. It's bizarre. When you actually understand the, the complexities of what actually goes on with this. Yeah. So for me to, to sort of, when did I learn about this? It's just understanding that when I am, again, in this trance-like state with myself, talking to myself and basically catastrophizing worst case scenario thinking back of things and again I still do it it's one of the hardest things let's say especially when I'm tired so this is why I'm, I'm so um, I have to have a good night's sleep like good structured routine because if I have two bad nights in a row I find it so hard to turn that voice down I find it so so hard it's like that, again imagine like the, the keeper of the gate like he gets tired I can't do it. Mm. And that's why then things start to get catastrophized. I start to think about past mistakes I've made. I start to live in that guilt, worry, regret, shame. Shame's a big one. Do you know what I mean? Like just all those sort of things. And then that's when it causes me to, to go down. Yeah. But once I realize it now, that's why I've got that self-awareness of like, what do I need? That's what I can, ask. I can then ask myself. So I ask myself, what do I need? Because mm. you don't know what I need. Who knows what I need? Me. Yeah. So why do we never ask ourselves? When was the last time you asked yourself, what do I need? We don't. No, we don't. We no. never. So literally I'll say to myself, what do I need? Well, I, I do actually now. Yeah, okay, yeah, you do now. Yeah, but before, but, very yeah, recent. Yeah. But yeah. It's like, just ask myself, what do I need? Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things that I, 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 I've done since doing this work is ask myself, what do I actually need? How can I help myself? How can I help myself? It's that quote unquote selfish, yeah. being selfish, but you've got to be selfish to be able to give back. Yeah, and that's the thing with anything in life. Like, yeah. you have to, again, there's nothing selfish about looking after yourself. Yeah, it's actually the most selfless thing you can do mm. because if you're not selfish and looking after yourself, how can you help other people? You can't. You physically cannot help other people if you don't look after yourself. So therefore, not looking after yourself, that's selfish. Mm. Because you're doing it all for ego. Oh, I need to help. I need to help. Why do you need to help? Why do you need to help all these people at the detriment of yourself? Mm. Like, why do you think so little of yourself? 
And it's a bit of a martyrish yeah, yeah, thing. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You're trying to help these people. Why? Why do you feel so shit about yourself that you need validation for your existence to help other people yeah. while you're destroying yourself in the process? That's a good thing. Oh, 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 you're amazing. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, you're doing lemons of people. But literally, you're killing yourself, killing yourself, killing yourself. No, no, no. That's stupidity. That's absolute stupidity. And it breeds or, a resentment. Yes. Now, again, like, your intentions might be good, but below the intentions, like what you're actually doing, mm. you're getting validation for your existence by actually people telling you, oh, you're amazing. Doing... No, no, no. Like, stop. Look after yourself because once you're in that good headspace, once you have that self-awareness, you've got a clearer mind so you can then actually look at the best ways to help people. You can actually take a step back and be like, right, what do I need? I need this. Cool. You're then fully recharged. You can then go give 110%, to whatever, whether it's your kids or that charity work, wherever it is. You can go and do everything there, but you're coming from that from a clear place. You're not coming from a place of being stressed, angry, mm-hmm. agitated. And again, let's think about the podcast with about being a good parent. What does that all come back to? What happens is the parents, the mum, the dad, whatever it is, is not okay themselves. They've got up late. They've got no routine. Da, da, and they start shouting at their kids for being, the kids have done nothing wrong. Mm. But the parents agitated, feeling a bit prickly, and they don't know what to do. So they take out their frustration on the kid. Again, it's always somebody else. It's always somebody else. So, oh, people at work, oh, da, da, da. no, no, get your stuff together. Get yourself together first. Yeah. So again, as the parent, sort yourself out, be organized, be disciplined, structured, organized routine, because you're never going to be motivated all the time. Mm. Like, and this is one of the biggest things, like, you can't, you, you, there's no way you can wake up every single day in a good mental health space. It's impossible. You can't. But that's when your routines and structure comes into play. Like doing the things that you don't want to do on the days that you don't want to do them. Mm. Again, that's it. So that's oh, I, want to stay in bed, I want to stay in bed all day. Okay, we can't. Got kids to look after. Okay, cool. So get up. What's the first thing you do? Make your coffee. And then that coffee, bam, leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. And before you know it, the kids are out the door and you're cool. You've met, you got through the first part of the day because it's seamless and it's effortless because it's just this leads to this, leads to this, leads to this, rather than every day just wing it. Yeah. Well, then of course it's going to be a nightmare because you want an extra 10 minutes in bed. No, you get up at 9.30. Then you're going to make the coffee. As the coffee's brewing, you go upstairs and wake up on the kids. It's like there's structure and routine and order to it all. Yeah. And that's what I do. Like, and again, I've said it before, like I've had to really nail it down. For me, it's morning coffee, read, journal. That's me done. Mm, Those yeah. three things. Three wins. Three wins. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It gets me in a good mental health space. Again, I know that people can't do that. But again, as a parent or something like that, it's just something so simple of you have your morning cup of coffee mm. and that is you. That's you drinking your magic syrup, your magic potion. And it's right, it's go time. And then it's this, 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 this. Rather than every day waking up being like, oh, I don't feel motivated today. Okay, cool. Well, no one feels motivated all the time. And that's what separates people. Can I ask this? Um, do you know when sometimes... I'm fucking on one again. Mate, that was brilliant. Keep drinking. <laughs> drink, drink. Do you know um, when life just happens mm-hmm. and something important arises and it takes away that one bit of structure, maybe you've done it for the last month, two months, three, but one moment happens and you can't quite do it that day, do you really struggle for that day then if you've missed your routine or do you give yourself that allowance and say, it's okay, I'll just get through it today? Right. Um, so um, from, I will always, always, always try and structure my day Yeah. to make sure I can do the things. Like I said, the three things, like uh, coffee, that, that's a non-negotiable for me. I had to have a coffee. Like yeah. I just like the taste and I just like to have... Like, not, again, normally sit in that chair in the corner. So I don't even sit here and have the coffee. I sit in that chair in the corner, out of the way, just different side of the office, and I just sit there and I like to have a first cup of coffee. Have the first cup of coffee, just chill, relax. Then I have the second cup, then I start to read. Now, let's say, for example, on days we go to school, like uh, the schools to talk and stuff, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't then read, I can't journal because I don't really have time. So that cup of coffee is it. Cool. But you've set an intention. Intention. I know I'm not going to be able to do the other two. Yeah, it's not a problem. So therefore, the intentions, have your coffee though, and then you've won the day. Yeah, won the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I I said then later on in the evening I'll read. Yeah. So if I don't read in the morning, I'll read in the evening. So I will read at some point during the day. But it's the intent it's of intention. knowing. And again, but some days, let's say I wake up and literally soon as I come in here, let's say, for example, the coffee machine's broken and something requires immediate attention. Listen, life happens. It's not the end of the world. Don't mean you deal with it. Don't mean it's like I'm not... I, and again, it's the 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 coffee and the, the journaling and the reading does nothing. There's nothing magical about it. Yeah. Like the coffee, it literally just caffeine. I could literally take a caffeine tablet and get mm. the same effect. Like it, there's no, there's nothing special about the coffee. There's nothing special about the reading. There's nothing special about the journaling. It's the state it gets me into. Yeah. So I can get myself into that state at any point. I just choose to use reading and journaling to facilitate me mm. getting into that optimally. I don't need it to function. Like if I don't, ha- if you, you took away all my books and the coffee machine, I could still come in and function throughout the day. Yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? I just have to have a word myself. So that's something like, so with it, it's like if, if life does happen, nothing you can do about that. 
but then you don't rely so heavily on your you understand what your morning routine is doing it's just it's getting you into that zone like like a um, sports people athletes they have their rituals the rituals gets them into that headspace to then perform at a high level that's what your morning routine is doing it's allowing you to be an amazing mum in the morning or an amazing dad in the morning or to, to perform well at work or whatever it is it's just getting you in that headspace so it makes it nice easy and effortless for you and again what's that um, um uh, decision paralysis where basically yeah. you have so many decisions to do in the morning. It uses energy. Thinking requires energy. Yeah. So if you can have a routine and structure that basically just takes done all for you. D- done for you. That's why I eat the same thing every day. Mm. The clothes I wear are so basic. I've literally got this uh, this great uh, black t- uh, jumper. I've got a grey jumper. I've got three grey hoodies that are exactly the same. I don't. I literally pick it up. I don't care. I, I don't have flash stuff because I don't want to have to think about it because mm. that requires energy. So if you can make things so easy and effortless, it then gives you more energy to actually focus on things that you want to do. A good word you said in there as well, it's uh, allowance. Yeah. You seem to have a lot of allowance and leeway in your day, even today. Yeah. Chris is petrol. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go, I'll, don't worry, I'll come and sort you out. I have to turn around. But you're so cool, collected, calm with that. You you feel like you're not on this ready to snap at any point. So, so, so again, a lot of people are and this goes back to what we're talking about today about like the stuff's going on in the world and people struggling and mentally and stuff like that my whole thing is control what you can control yeah that, that's literally the motto I live by it's a great so, so you're, you're, come, you're coming here nine o'clock so I've woken up like Ben when we lost an hour of sleep today I've woken up an hour early <laughs> technically to get here I'm, I'm ready to go the podcast literally all set up you message me like and I think you've walked to here 45 minutes late can I do anything about that Mm. I can. I can fucking go nuts at you. Cool. Yeah. Then what's that do? Make every action, every action has a has a reaction. Yeah. Cause and effect. So me shouting at you, what does that do? That makes you pissed off and upset, which then probably can take it out on Chrissy. Then she then takes it out on your daughter and it, yeah, 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 yeah. You then yeah. think I'm an asshole, even though I'm right to shout at you, yeah. potentially because like you're in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. But, but then you're gonna have hold some resentment towards me. Like what possible benefit does that bring? Yeah. It doesn't. Cool, give me late. Now, if I can't facilitate that, Mikey, don't worry about it, we'll, like, we'll do it another time. Then I'd be a bit annoyed because I've got to reschedule. But it's not the end of the world. Mm. Cool. Sorted. But it's chill. Control yeah. what you control. And this is the thing right now what people struggle with. Like Again, if you've got your morning routine and it's working for you, and then when your kids wake up at four or four o'clock in the morning, can you control that? No. What can you, con- what can you control? Your response to that. Your response. Because your response, again, cause and effect. The cause, what's the effect of how you respond to that? If you then shout and do da-da-da, you're then making yourself mad. You're making yourself angry. Again, cause and effect. So you're now walking around angry. Mm. What's that going to do? Cause more causes, which cause more effects. Yeah. Like, like, control what you can control. Again, the news, the petrol prices, all these things. Can you control the petrol prices? No. What can you control? How much you use your car? Mm. This is the do, best. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, what can you control? You can't control the petrol prices. Mm. Unless there's a petition going around where you sign a petition. Again, that's something you can do. If there's maybe a protest, maybe go to the protest. But actually, what can you do about that? Nothing. But what you can do is you can moan about it. You can mm. moan about it. You can cry about it. But then guess what? All your energy, attention, and whatever is going to that. Yeah. Guess where that energy is not going to? You and your life. And again, without going too conspiracy on this, like you need to understand that energy, I think I've spoken about this before, like your energy is the most important thing, your time and your energy. Like think about energy, like uh, with a battery and a uh, battery in a phone, for example. Battery in a phone, so you need that battery to get your phone working and charging. If I then plug something in to your phone and it drains the battery out, you then have no energy to power your phone. The energy is the most important thing that the phone needs to actually function. Your energy, your energy, you are made up of energy, your energy, your focus, your thoughts. Thought is just potential energy. Let me say that again, thought is potential energy, okay? Thought is potential energy. So what's happening is you're giving your thoughts away, which then means you're giving your energy away. So you're there worried about the petrol prices. Cool. Well, what about your life? What about your life? You've got no energy. Mm. You're giving all your thought attention about that, the government, the war in Ukraine, all that sort of stuff. Again, what, what can you control? If you're that bothered about the war in Ukraine, cool. What can you do about that? If you want to go and fight, knock yourself out. I wouldn't advise it at all. But what can you do? Food banks, donations. Mm. There's things you can do, but realistically, yeah. as one person, again, um, if there's a, some sort of protest, cool, go on protest. Cool, there's things you can do, but worrying every single day, no matter how valid it is, like, is it, like, it, something that's people, like the kids, yeah, but again, you're giving all your energy into that, mm. it's not going to help anybody. All that's going to happen is you've got less energy, focus, time for you and your life. Because what's going to happen is that's emotionally draining. Yeah. If you're constantly thinking about all the destruction or the sadness or the hurt, that is emotionally draining. You're then going to make yourself, again, you're making yourself feel sad. Yeah. 
and then you're going to go through your life sad cause and effect if you're then walking around your life sad low in energy upset guess what what your reality is going to be <laughs> what reality is going to be yeah. and again because you're, you're cause and effect yeah. now again I said that there's real issues in the world that need sorting out 100% agree but my thing is like you can't do anything about that all you can do is control yourself and again if you then take the intent instead of put the intention out there just put it to yourself because again when you put it to yourself you've then got the energy you can then do more to do something about it mm. because you're not worrying about the things there you think about yourself you're in complete control right what can I do what, and this is with anything like can I control it if I can't control it I don't worry about it it, it, it can annoy me and again this is the thing like, I don't try if it doesn't annoy me like for example uh, when you like when um, uh, today we mentioned Chris thing was I annoyed no yeah well I was for, oh. the, cause, for, for, like, for like the first like <laughs> two three minutes like oh well, actually I can go do this because yeah. in my head I'm very structured we know this we've said it before mm-hmm. so we, we, maybe not 9 o'clock okay oh that's annoying okay but again it wasn't annoying like to take it out on you mm-hmm. but it's like oh my schedule's changed so, oh, okay, right. What can cool. I do about it? What can I do about it? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So this is the thing, like, it's not, it's not saying that when things happen, that you can't control, you can still get annoyed about them. Yeah. You 100% can get annoyed about them, get angry about them, Natural. get pissed off 100%. But what I'm saying is don't spend your entire day, 365, worrying about that and giving that away. You wake up and you hear something in the news, something bad's happened. Cool. Get sad about it. Get sad, upset, whatever you want to do. Angry. Cool. Fear. Allow yourself to feel a bit of fear. Cool. But then understand, like there has to be a time frame where you're like, right, okay. I can't live off of this anymore. <sighs> yeah, okay. Take a deep breath. Taking right. a lot out of Let's me. Let's go. Crack on. And that's what it is, taking a lot out of me. And that's the whole thing with the C bomb that happened. I had to pull myself away from that <clears> because I was just it was just draining me, it was exhausting. And I've really pulled myself back away from hearing about anything that's going on. I like to, like I said, I read the news once a day, just the headlines so I can see what's going on, and then leave it there. Mm. Yeah, I've sort of even negated from that a little bit because Another factor of what a lot of people do is they theorize to such a degree of then this is going to happen and this and this and this and they don't realize they're bought into their own little theory and extrapolated from the information they do know. So me and Chrissy of recent were having a really good discussion. And first of all, uh, she asked me, well, what do you think about the war? Because we've not really spoke about it. And being a mother, she's petrified by it all at the minute. And she goes to school, sits in the staff room. Everybody's bringing their own ideas to the Mm -hmm. table. And I said, well, everything is contextual though, isn't it? It's all about context. What are they saying may happen? Obviously, the nuclear Mm -hmm. war being the biggest element. Well, if you really break that down, truthfully everything would just go into obliteration. Like, mm. I know that sounds terrifying, mm. but if that's where you believe it's going, then you're not going to know much about it. Mm. You're really not. It's just going to be end mm. over. So then let's build up. What What else? What's another contextual thing that could happen? Well, if they invade and then this happens. And I always think people's ideas of the worst possible thing happens and then they're going to have no support. It's going to go to carnage. It's going to turn into this sort of Mad Max style mm-hmm. way of living. When you see a, a, a tornado, a tsunami, an earthquake, uh, anything, a natural disaster happen, the best parts of humans come together. Mm-hmm. We just realize all the bullshit aside. We go, right, do you need help now, mate? Mm-hmm. Okay, come here. Let's let's work from this. So what you would end up seeing is the best parts of people coming together. So what can you do? Mm-hmm. Be a person that can offer something. Mm-hmm. If you focus your life on being the best version of you, if you focus your life on being loving, compassionate, kind, have skills that you can offer if the worst things do come and happen, then when we're all in that state of we've got to rebuild now, (laughs) this is crazy, Mm -hmm. you're going to have something to provide. You're going to have something of worth and we're all going to come like that. It's not going to just be pillage and take what you can. Mm -hmm. I know we can get to this really fearful state around people, but realistically, we are... We're very special at our core. And if I saw anybody out there with without food, without shelter, without that, I'd say, come on, I've got something for you. I think that's things where, like, like you said, it's like it's that whole thing again with the news, talking about the, the, the nukes and stuff like that. Like, again, it's worst case scenario, so it's catastrophizing. This is where the news isn't beneficial, isn't helpful. Like, like we said this before, we don't know all the information. No one really knows all the information. There's three sides to every story. 
there's one side, the other side, and the truth. Yeah. yeah. We don't know either side of the story because governments aren't going to start telling us the truth about stuff. No. The governments aren't even telling themselves the truth about stuff. Like, so we are never going to know what's going on. And the news needs to sell stories. They sell stories through fear. So again, my thing is that with this, like, is it going to happen? I, I personally believe that it won't get to that because, again, whatever we think of the leaders, like, at the end of the day, they want to survive. Yeah. So that would be very, very silly. But again, it's understanding there. Like, what can you can control? Cool. Like I said, if, if people need shelter, cool. Offer it in. Like just, just, just focus on that. And this is where, again, trying, the best thing you can do if you, especially if, if you're living in an anxious state, constantly anxious, worry, fearful, just turn off the news. Mm. Just turn off the news and just don't, don't engage with it because, it, like I said, it's, it, there's never any t- real fact or truth in it because, again, the news is a representation. Yeah, it, it's, it's representing, it's representing you with the with the information how they want you to see it. Like it's not a factual. This is happening. This is us reporting it. It's not that. It's like there's gonna be some truth in it, but you're not going to know all the truth. Mm. You can't do anything about it. Just chill. Do what you can and just turn the news off. I agree with that. And lead with love, though. Yeah. Do you know if you're fearful, have faith in good people. Because if does that mean that you're feeling inside, well, I'm not a good person. I would end up taking what I could from anybody. So if you feel that, you project that on people. But if you become this person that gives gives back, helps people, loves people unconditionally, is compassionate, you're going to have a mindset of, Oh, I'm like this, so they're like mm-hmm. this, and you create a much better reality mm-hmm. within that. So, and some people aren't though. Yeah, but, yeah. But again, 100%. But again, you can't control that. But again, it's understanding like just do what you can do. Yeah, and what kind of person do you want to be? And focus really heavily on who am I, what am I providing, and really that starts to emanate around you. And it doesn't just disclose that there are people who are opportunists. Mm-hmm. You've seen it in America. Yep. You've seen certain times happen of recent where yeah carnage did happen and people did join forces and do terrible things but i'm sure within communities and areas there was a lot of conversation really because we just saw what the media presented there was a lot of togetherness there was a lot of let's just not get involved in all that if you need help let me know so don't focus on the media don't focus on what you're being shown all the time and build yourself to the best of your ability and that is what you're going to grow and cultivate around you so in the hardest of times you're going to be on the best of grounds mm-hmm. and you can build from that and that's a big thing and again that that, that, that comes from uh, that takes time to do because a lot of people will not know how to do that because again living that constant fear uh, and again we talk about like the whole gratitude thing like that's a big thing like you'd be, be grateful for what you've got but sometimes that's too far away like especially if you're in that big state of fear so just write down how you're feeling and what you're actually afraid of like gotcha. again the biggest thing is like you can't you can't think properly inside your own head because it just gets jumbled and more things get added. You can't think properly inside your own head. So if you are anxious, nervous, fearful, whatever it is, like just write it down about what's going on, like how you actually feel. And just write it down. Do a poem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just, just do something where you write it down. Because then from there, you then get yourself to a bit of a neutral ground. You can sort of see what's going on. And then you can come from a place of, right, well, what am I actually grateful for? But you're coming from that place of first, like going from like from being super anxious and nervous to, to gratitude is quite an extreme thing for some people. Mm. So you need to find that middle ground of like, well, how am I actually feeling right now? And just, just get it out there. Like, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be anxious, nervous. But just write down like, what you're actually nervous and anxious about. Because mm. essentially what you probably break it down to is like, you worry about losing your family or you, you're home and whatever it is. Cool. Well, then, then you've got things to be grateful for. I'm actually mm. really grateful that I have got my family. Right, because you do. Yeah, and, this is and difference. that's feed into the now. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, mm. The problem is with the anxiety and worry and fear is you're living in the future. Yeah, You're trying to control, yeah. new, again, control what you can control. You can't control the future. No one knows what's going to happen. Like no one has a clue what's going to happen. So you're trying to bring yourself back to the present moment and you do that by just actually appreciating what you've actually got currently. Mm. And again, looking at yourself when that voice inside your head's talking to you, like, right, mate, there's nothing there. Like, right, what's actually going on? Mm. What's actually happening right now? Because this is the thing, like... And what actually can I do? Yes, exactly. Because again, we get ourselves into anxious, uh, fearful state. Like, are you actually being attacked? Yeah. Are you actually in danger right now? No. Cool. So then stop working yourself up into that state and just try as much as you can, just ground yourself, which again, I've got these rocks, which people may or may not have seen in the background. Oh, that's a fish. Uh, these little rocks, like little grounding tools. So again, I use them, these little rocks, just to ground me. Yeah. So I literally, just, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'll just literally just hold them and just, like, just ground. I've actually rubbed this one, so it's like super smooth. Well, again, I've said it before, like, this thing that I, play, a, a that I play with. specific but, day. Yeah, I, I play with things. I mean, I, I, I will literally like, yeah. have things to ground me. So if I do start to get into that state, I just ground myself, get myself back to the present moment. Mm. Again, you can do it through mindful breathing. Some people don't like that, but actually just touch. So if I've got this rock, I'm looking at it, I'm then focusing solely on how that feels on my hand. Yeah. Because when I'm doing that, I then can't think of anything else. 
So then you just bring yourself back to the moment and just ground yourself, deep breath, and just go again. Because again, your mind will wander because that's what your mind does. But it's understand the whole basic premise of this is like the, 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 the fear, the what ifs. Yeah. Like you can't live your lives on what ifs. And another thought that I've had that's really helped me is do give yourself a focus point as well. Yeah. Because I thought about, well, what can I do? Because I was waking up every morning, looking at the news, building fear and really struggling. Then going to the gym and it was on every TV screen in the yep. gym. And I thought, come on, guys, I'm trying to get away from this for a minute. I went and had a word with him and he, he wouldn't turn it off. <laughs> but then I did. I had to sit down a minute and go on, on the treadmill as well and wrote a few th- ideas of what can we do. And my sister's a, a human rights solicitor, so she, it's really f- impacting mm-hmm. her work. It's always crazy work, though, what she does, but particularly so now. And my mum's massively into sort of immigration mm-hmm. and people coming through. Uh, and we bought that bus of recent. So we're, we're doing that up at the minute for a Ukrainian family to live mm-hmm. in for mm-hmm. the foreseeable. But that's an actualized thing that's took all my focus off of this news with bombs and people running and feeling fear in myself to oh cool if we get this done we build that there they can live there for a bit and i'll feel really good within that and same with another guy um do you know nick who's helping with all the uh, funding yep. pots and stuff at the minute um he's got a few charities for immigrants uh, pakistani community bosnian and one of his all others is to do with ukrainians but we're looking at putting on a, a little mini festival do you know just to lighten the mm. load for people bring people with music safe spaces mm. and stuff like that but those two focus points not that everyone has to start a festival or get a bus to do that but if it really is affecting you that much like you said in this podcast find a focus point of what you can do aim down there and it will lighten the load mm-hmm. it's really helped me out thinking I, I can give back in the most mm-hmm. minute way. Or even if you don't want to give back, because let's be honest, some people yeah. don't want to. Exactly. Some people have got no time, energy, effort, or inclination to give back, Like as in, which is, again, absolutely fine. Yeah. But if you're still living in that state of fear and worry... Why are you like, drowning yourself yeah. within... Yeah, first of all, yeah, why are you doing that for yourself, first of all? And second of all, like then just focus on what you want out of your life. Yeah. Just refocus you on go. your goal. So again, yeah. so again, like you said there, you focused it on, on, on that. Okay, cool. If that's not your bag and you've got no interest in doing and that, it was a small again, element. absolutely fine. No... Cool, then you focus back. Right, well, what, where am I going with my life? Yes, that, so again, what you're doing that's is you're bringing, what I was trying yeah, to allude yeah, to. Absolutely, yeah, Find yeah. a focus point. Absolutely. So you, you said the focus point, then you're aiming it towards um, like helping out. Cool, yeah. But if you don't want to do that, which you don't have to, you don't have to, absolutely. There should be no guilt or shame attached to not doing that. But if you're not going to do that, cool. Focus on yourself again and just go somewhere. Yeah. Just do something. Yeah. Don't just sit. And again, it's one of the biggest things. One of the best quotes I say is like, uh, a ship at dock is safe, but that's not what ships are designed for. Mm. Like, if you're literally, this is one of the biggest things I think where people feel overwhelmed. They are not making uh, forward strides with their life. And this one, I'm so adamant with my clients so I get them to read every day. So if you should read 10 pages a day of a book, just 10 pages a day, it doesn't, again, I, I normally say nonfiction, so like not Harry Potter or anything like that, like an actual book where you can pick it up and you're learning something. Yeah. You're then moving forward with your life because you then you're then smarter than when you woke up. Mm. You're then smarter. Yeah. Just t- just ten pages. I'm dyslexic. It takes about thirty minutes to read ten pages. Cool. Or, or even do you know, I, I go. Um, I'm just going to acquire one fact today. Yeah. One thing that I never knew before. Yeah. It could be a fun fact. It could be really trivial. It could be really existential. But just acquire a fact yeah. that you didn't know just before. Just move forward. Just take everything. Yeah. I think that's where yeah. people get bogged down and stuck, especially now what's going on. They get so stuck on what they can't do. Yeah. What they can't do, where they're not going. Get Again, the biggest thing like travel. Can I travel? Can this? Again, you can't control that. What can you do? What can yeah. you do? So if you can't travel or you can't go anywhere, cool. Well, you've saved some money. So what we can do with that money. Do you mean like? Do you mean you're going to get your house done? You're going to save it for it to go on an even bigger holiday next year? There's always positives you can put on it. But my thing is like, whatever you're doing, just take a second. Again, it's really hard to do. So when I'm talking about this, like I'm not trying to claim for a single second. It's like a like a, a really quick, quick fix. fix. It's, it's not yeah. at all. And again, it's it's hard to do. And again, I, I still get get caught up in this. And again, everyone does. I, I, like even you, Tony Robbins, you big people. They still there's it's impossible not to human hundred percent. But it's a case of when you do get yourself stuck in that. It's like right, just take just just stop. Once you notice it, and again, I think Paul Cope spoke about this before, like you'll get you'll, you'll you'll have this negative thought, and then that becomes a second one, then a third one, then a fourth one, the fifth one. And you basically go, keep going down this ladder. No matter where you go down that ladder, even if it's on negative thought number 52, mm. stop there, yeah, 52. Yeah. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. 
and then just reset and go. Yeah. Because again, what happens is you, you beat yourself up for having a negative thought and then you beat yourself up <laughs> beating yourself up and then it's like this whole thing. Like, so wherever it is, like, wherever you catch yourself, but the better you get at it, the more awareness you have. It's also meditation comes into this. I didn't mention this earlier on. Meditation was a big thing for me because when you're trying to sit there in the silence, so you sit there in that silence, you'll notice the voice more. So you notice the difference between yourself, your true authentic self, and this voice inside your head. Like you notice the difference. Mm. So again, you'll notice it quicker and sooner. Like again, just practice meditation just five minutes a day. Like it's real simple and easy practice to do. You can do it on the toilet if you've got kids again. Oh, don't have time. You, you've got five minutes to go for a shit in the morning. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just use those five minutes to take big, deep meditative breaths. I like just have, or in the shower. Might even help the yeah, shit. Or in the shower. <laughs> do you know what I mean, just something. That you, you have five yeah. minutes to do it. Just, just, just ha- use that to refocus. And again, just, just sit there in the quiet. And again, just, just listen to and observe mainly observe what's going on that will then help you because you're observing your thoughts and again that means you're observing the voice which then means when you start to go down the spiral where you used to go to, to uh, down the ladder 50 steps yeah you'd be 30 and then 20 and then 10 and then sometimes then you get to five cool but then five is better than 50 i'm, I'm glad you mentioned meditation because that was probably a couple of days ago i'd had this lovely day with ella and chrissy I felt so at peace and at one and then i got home and it was a bit you know later on Ella's asleep, I'm looking at her, and I'm just in this awe, this this genuine contentment. And I had this rush of thought of, oh my God, thinking of the world state at the minute. And I couldn't quite break the cycle and the loop in my head until I started meditating mm-hmm. for just five minutes. Uh, went and I took that time to myself. And I did eventually just get back to it and watched Harry Potter or something trivial and went to sleep and relaxed. But that meditation was fundamental because I know it would have just gone on and on Cause and it, on. Cause it, well, you had that one thought. Yeah. So you had that thought of Ella. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, peaceful. Oh. And then, oh my God, but the world. Yeah. So then what you've done then is then you then, again, you're asking yourself the wrong questions. Because then what you do, you start asking yourself loads of questions. Well, what's going to happen? Yeah. Question, negative. What's going to happen? Negative. To bump. And then, and then the and what you're doing is you're adding fuel to the fire and you're emotionally, the more you go down into it, you're emotionally getting involved in it. So I think a thought only lasts between 60 and 90 seconds, that actual first thought. Yeah. So when that first thought came in, like, oh, what about the state of the world? If you just literally just done nothing with that. Yeah. And just carried on looking at Ella, it had vanished. Yeah. But you didn't. You got emotionally invested in it. Again, then the emotion, oh God, then, the, yeah. and then emotions, then, then, and that's what causes the spiral. So, yeah. by actually didn't have that meditation, that time just sit in silence. What you're doing is because you're there and you're, you're taking control of your breath, then present in the moment, like you're then trying to dissociate like the emotions, you're taking the emotions out of it. Because again, you're not sat there thinking. The whole point of meditation is you're just focusing on your breathing. If you're focusing on your breathing, you're then not thinking of that thought. So then you're basically getting rid of that emotional charge, mm. which then means the thought dissipates. Yeah. And that's the hard thing. People, when they meditate, they get caught up in the thoughts again. And people think the meditation is about turning the brain off. It's not about turning your brain off. It's just sat there with your thoughts, but from a place of awareness and not allowing yourself to go down that rabbit hole. So you notice this thought, oh, well, let's say the world. And you should see it. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Then you let it go. Mm. Oh, but do I really want Ella to be brought up in a world that's got full of war? That's an interesting thought. And you let it go. So you're just observing. The thoughts come and the thoughts go. Because that's what thoughts do. They come, they go. They come, they go. That's what the brain does. It just throws up random ideas. Oh, what about when I bullied that kid in primary school? Hmm. Was that bullying? Do you mean like, oh, that's that's interesting. That's an you, you, you put attachment to it and you yeah. interpret it. The story. Again, you start telling yourself yeah, a story about story. it. And again, in meditation, you sit there and you're just like, right, when you start to notice, you might wonder, go back to your breathing. Because again, you're just removing the charge, removing mm. the charge, then remove the charge, remove the charge. I, I did have a thought during this talk as well. Um, do you know that Buddhist philosophy and diagram where it's like, have you got a problem? Yes, no. And then it leads to, well, don't worry about it then. Mm. Do you think people in this crazy time could do a bit of a diagram for themselves of do you want to help yes no well how can you do that and then and then stem from there if it's no then stem well what can i do about that and doing a bit of a diagram for yourself of if i'm going to help here's how i can help if i'm not this is what i'm going to do next with that oh i didn't go text like because again that, that's like do I want to help so let's say it's like you got like chunking up and chunking down so yeah. that's like that's tr- chunking down do I want to help with this current situation either petrol mm-hmm. or Ukraine crisis let's chunk up a bit yeah let's start with what's the problem yeah what is the problem there, there's a problem like and again people say oh I, I've got so many problems I think that the statistic is like uh, when it comes to like anxiety or worry like you can't there's only uh, in your brain you can only hold um, I think it's either seven or five plus or minus two so the most things you can hold is nine Mm. So if I said to you what you worry about right now and you went everything, <laughs> there'll literally only be seven plus or minus two. Yeah, so if I, I got a pen you. and paper and said, tell me all the things you're worried about, you would literally go one, two, three, four, five, 
six, mm. seven, eight, and then you'd really be like, because um, you've emptied the buffer. And then you're fishing. You've emptied the buffer. Well. Yeah, yeah, you've emptied yeah, that buffer. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. So really get to the bottom of it. So what, what is the problem? What is your actual problem? I'm worried about this. Cool. Can you do something about that? No. Okay. Don't worry about it. Mm. Right. Do we then? You can't live about it. Let it go again. Let it go by journaling about it. Just do, 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 do. Then that's another. So let's say that it's um an illness, terminally ill, or yep. something like that. You've gone. Fucking there's my problem. Fucking morbid. Here, it's fair though, isn't it? It's, it's good for <laughs> yep. for imagery. If you go, I've got an illness yep. that I can't have control over. Yep. I can't do anything about it. Then where do you go? So again, but so, so again. You, you can do something about it. Yeah. Can you attitude towards it? Again, there's loads of research yes. into this, like the power of thought. And I'm not saying you can heal yourself through thought. That's not what I'm saying. When it comes to terminal illness, again, like y- your, your body is a collection of cells. Like you have control, like the subconscious mind. So you've got to think your subconscious mind controls everything. Mm. Your subconscious mind controls everything. You don't tell your skins to grow, the cells to regenerate. It's all in your subconscious mind. Your heart, it's getting your heart to beat. The subconscious mind like, is doing it all. Mm. The conscious mind controls the subconscious mind. So if you've got terminal illness and you're constantly thinking about negative and worry, you're programming your subconscious mind to worry. But if you try and look at some sort of positives of it and try and stay as optimistic as you can, mm. it's going to make things a lot easier, a lot easier for you. Because again, you're then not living in that fear state, that worry state. So again, terminal illness, so again, let's say that it is terminal and there's nothing you can do about it. Can you do something about it? No. Well, you kind of can. Like You can't cure it, but in that, no, you can't do something about it. Okay, then you've got two choices. You can either just be morbid and it is yeah, what it is yeah, or yeah. actually try and leave the world a little bit better place like actually have a positive spin on it what lessons what lessons can you learn to help people from this uh, again maybe you could read if, if it's really a big f- thing about fear like death we really fear death in this country mm-hmm. or this society uh, there's a great book by teaching that hand called uh, fear mm, I can't remember what it's just called fear teaching your hand fear it's got a little part of it but that's why again I've got a tattoo about death here so like, I don't fear it like it's one of the things where like once you understand it and understand mm. it's a natural part of it you can make peace with it then is there something you can do about it yes then again you go do the things that you can do about it. Yeah. But it's one of the biggest things that I think when it comes to, again, I know there's a really morbid example of the, the terminal illness. But again, it's the thought process behind. Like, if you can control your thoughts as much as possible, because if it is what it is, why would you want to spend your last weeks, months, whatever it is, mm. in a negative frame of mind? Why would you want that? Why would you, it doesn't serve you any purpose. You want to make the mess out of it. So. It's why I think going to the the ends of the scale are really helpful because when you can put it at the furthest end of the scale of yeah. a, like something morbid, yeah. you can work your way back from there yeah. too, can't you? Well, I've, done, I've not got that. So yeah. what are we talking about here is yeah. probably a bit lighter yeah, as well. Agree, agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to think about it. Like, that's like the worst case scenario, like the worst, yeah. the worst, like having something like that. And again, I, I, I've not had that myself, but in that situation, like if it, it, that's what it is, mm. like I would, my, my whole thing is like, well, can I control it? No, but I can control my attitude, my reaction towards it. Big, yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Again, whatever physically I'm able to do, cool. And again, control the, 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 the conscious mind controls the subconscious mind. So you're just doing as best you can with what you've got. Like what you just said then made me feel quite a bit of joy towards it because I just thought, you know, even today, having to deal with a few extra bits and things didn't put me in a stress state, but I did think, oh, I had this day planned and then something happened. But when you were explaining that, I thought, oh, I'm so excited for the day ahead of me. There's so much scope. There's so much possibility. And, I, and that gratefulness, that gratitude of I'm not ill. <laughs> I'm really happy so the thing, the with Buddha, what the thing I have the Buddha, got. The thing the Buddhists say, I think, like when you wake up in the morning, do you have a toothache? Yeah, yeah. So wake up in the morning, like when you're talking across your tooth, do I have a toothache? No. Then be grateful you don't have a toothache. Mm. Or wake up, like, do your kidneys hurt? No. Then be grateful that, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just wake up yeah. and just be like, really or, implement or this like you wake life. up and you move your hands to the side and if you don't feel a wooden box, they yeah. call you alive, amazing, off you go. Like, it's the whole thing of like, just, there's like always, you know what I mean? There's always, always look at, we always look at the negatives, just look at the positives. There's always a positive thing that spinning can put on it. And again, um, it, it's never nice, like, the whole the whole terminal illness and dealing with stuff like that. It is, it is on, again, that far end of the spectrum. But as you said there, people listening to this don't have that. Then cool. Like my thing is, I've I've had a lot of this recently. Like really profound moments and thoughts of this is. I said the poor thing on the podcast. This is my life. This right now talking to you is my life. Yeah. I, I don't have a life apart from this. Yeah. 
That's all we know. It's all I know. Right now, this this is literally my life. Mm. Going to, again, recording this on a Sunday, Mothering Sunday, like I'm going to have food with my family. That hasn't, exi- that, that's not a thing. That's not my life. Mm, all the stuff concept. I've done, all the, 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 the course, that's not my life. This right now is my life. Mm. And I think we, again, we, we forget about that. Like this right now is the only thing I can control. This is the only thing. Like I'm not worrying about, thinking about anything else. This. So again, right now, with whatever you're doing in life, just understand this is your life. Like, yeah. like this moment right now and it's such a bizarre thing and it, people that don't really understand what I'm talking about like when you understand it it will hit you like a train when you understand that your life off. is this this yeah. is your life like we, we we claim that we've got all these these things and watches and cars and houses cool that's great but you right now what you're doing that is your life that mm. is it that is all that ever is and all that ever will be yeah. I don't think we quite comprehend that sometimes that's the truth that's the truth that is the truth the truth is the truth whether you like it or not mm. and that's one of the biggest things like just just, just People are so caught up in their own stories and their own world and blah, blah, blah. If you can just detach from that and just take back control and put yourself back into that present moment, that's how you make real change in your life. This is how people do it. Can I um, just add something that I think is important to everything we spoke about? Because we very much spoke about you and taking the ownership in your reality, which is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But another element towards the destruction, the chaos in the world at the minute and other people... Um, when they were talking to me um, about the war or the petrol price or whatever, I respectfully asked people not to because mm-hmm. it was something I needed. But now I'm I'm going to say the word mm-hmm. nuanced <laughs> because I'm also, I feel much better. I feel much healthier. I'm doing all the things I need in my life at the minute. And I'm realizing this person across from me right now, genuinely what they might need you can ask them this but they might need to just purge because they've not had anybody to talk to about it and sometimes it is important just going this is what i feel Mm -hmm. so instead of me preventing those people i'll ask them on a genuine scale is this going to help you if i just listen Mm -hmm. or do you want some advice from it Mm -hmm. and being able to listen and take it in i i'm still feel strong enough to repel it because I'm not being consumed by it all the mm-hmm. time. But there are probably some places where you can go, okay, let's have the chat and just be an ear for them. Mm-hmm. They might say loads of stuff that you don't agree with, that doesn't resonate with you or whatever. But having that allowance too, where you can go, okay, do you need anything more from me? Do you want help with that? That was a big thing, I think, from the Poor Cope course as well, when you said about like when someone's speaking to you and they're venting, do you want me to listen? Will drop my input. That's a big thing. It's genuine. But then when so people are again offloading on you, you don't have to take any of that on board. No, that's like, all uh, a projection. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when, when clients come to me, some of the clients come to me and they say some horrific stuff. Because again, my thing is like, there's a lot of stuff that's happened before. There's basically a roadblock, and you've got to unpick it. So sometimes I go real deep with clients, and we unpick this, and you've got to unpick that roadblock of why they keep self sabotaging, and that can be deep. And people are like, how do you deal with listening to this all day long? I don't. Like I'm not emotionally involved in it. Mm. I'm literally like, I've got my barrier up. I've got my suit of armor on. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm, I, am, I am listening. Yeah. But I'm not emotionally getting involved in it. Like it's coming in and it's just deflecting off me and I'm listening. Mm. From a completely objective point of view. I'm not emotionally charged in this conversation. Like I'm neutral. So again, that's what I'm saying. Like if someone wants to offload on you, this is the thing. So first and foremost, it's setting boundaries. So yeah. if this friend wants to offload on you and you know full well, you are not in a place to deal with that. So if that friend offloads on you and it's going to cripple you emotionally because you haven't got that barrier up yet, you owe it to yourself to say, I can't listen to this Mm. because your friend being in, in that's not your problem. Yeah. That's a them issue. Yeah. Not a you issue. And again, that's a real powerful thing for people to say. Like if your friend's struggling, they need to offload. Okay. And by them offloading, you can't deal with that information. Yeah. And it's going to mess your head up. That's a them problem, not a you problem. Yes. Because you need to protect yourself. So if you can't deal with it, you have to say, I, I'm not in the headspace. Right? Again, be honest. I'm not in the headspace right now to listen to this. I, I, I'm struggling myself with this. I don't have the capacity to listen to you talk about this because it's really going to emotionally drain me. Mm. Now, if you do have the capacity, cool. Then go for it. But it's important to understand that you have to know yourself. Can I deal with this information? Yeah. If the answer is no, don't take it on. If the answer is yes, you've got that shield up. You can disassociate with mm. it. Cool. Then yes, by your means. Hit me, offload. And that's all I do. Yeah. That's why I can take on so many bits of information from so many different people and it not affect me because it's just like, cool, yeah, hit me. I'm good. Because you've, you've worked on yourself yeah, so much though. Yeah, you so see, come on, come on, come on. do you know when the C word happened yeah. or this this recent things happened? Oh, the light. Oh, the light's gone off. I was saying 
because you've worked on yourself so much, you become strong within that. And sometimes when there's a disaster, call it quote unquote, something's happened, take the time to breathe through it, work out your positioning with it, let that like um, simmer, I suppose, Mm -hmm. understand yourself and then know what you can give from it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are very reactive Mm -hmm. rather than responsive. Mm -hmm. So when something's being said, they feel it's a need and a obliged to say something back as soon as possible. They don't give themselves to sit with it. Yeah, sit with it. Sit. It's one of the biggest things you do. Now, when people say stuff, just just sit with it. Yeah. Just sit with it. You don't have to respond straight away to something. That's it. You you can say something, I'm not sure about it, I'm going to sit with that. Mm, Honestly, it's powerful. Yeah, very, very powerful. Because I say, yeah, yeah, be proactive rather than reactive. Like, the proactiveness of it is like just know yourself. Mm. Know yourself. So it's- know, know, know your weaknesses. Know your triggers. Know all this sort of stuff. Know the things that bother you. Yeah. So then you then you go into a situation and then you start to talk about something like, oh, mm. okay. I know I'm going to struggle with this conversation because I can go from an experience here, but uh, with my mum, walked in. And all there is is like BBC news everywhere and she's having a conversation and then they bring me into it and I wasn't ready to be brought into it. And I felt the need Mm -hmm. to say something and say my piece and it made a very convoluted, unhealthy conversation from it. But then a week later, Chrissy comes to me and asks for an opinion. And because I'd, after that convoluted conversation with my family had a bit more time to digest it work out my feelings of it and what I'm willing to give Mm -hmm. I could say to Chrissy go on talk to me about it and we'll get somewhere and we'll decide and Chrissy was bottling a lot up and just from that 20 minute conversation so much lighter so much happier and and that was my response to it rather Mm -hmm. than being reactive Mm -hmm. and why are we talking about this i don't want to talk i'm not ready for this it all unhealthy i'd give myself a time it's communication again big thing that communication is such a big thing like people are so bad at communicating but communication is one of the biggest things you can do so in that situation there like just she's come to you something again the art communication yeah best of um i think we've covered a lot of ground here we've done well haven't we it's been good yeah so basically in short Are you going to summarize? I'll summarize. Control what you can control. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, control what you can control, uh, and just keep every single day trying to do little things to um, to make yourself a better person. Mm. And and that's all you can do. Again, always give love, be patient with yourself, and just give back where you can. Mate, I'll say that trendy thing: you do you, baby. (laughs) You do you, boo. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. Where can people find out more about you, Mikey? Uh, I'm Rhythmical Mike or The Old Farm Bus awesome and again don't forget to um, like and share this episode with a friend if you've had any found any value from it whatsoever uh, and again don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify it's also on YouTube as well Mikey take care my friend big love my man 